As y'all know, I'm from the Bay all day, San Francisco and Oakland alike. And since I moved to LA, I have been up and down Highway 5 at least a hundred times. It's easier to drive than fly because I like to be mobile, able to get from the city to the town, to San Leandro, Antioch, Fairfield, and back again. And the only way I do this is with my kite car. They've been my trusty car rental for five years and counting. They drop the car off and pick it up from my front door. The cars are always clean and new and the folks who deliver the cars are consistently prompt and courteous. So for all of your car rental needs, be sure to check out Kite Car, that's K-Y-T-E, and use my code, Delina B1, D-E-L-I-N-A-B number one, for $30 off your first rental. The Five Point Compass is a daily microdose of personal, inspirational stories by jack-of-all-trades and dreamer of all the dreams, Delina Patrice Brooks. For everyone being called to a life that feels like home to the soul, the Five Point Compass is your friend, your guide, and your gentle nudge forward. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back, Jack's Dreamers and Masters. So normally, this is when I suggest that our new listeners head to our first episode to learn more about the compass. We break down each point, blah, blah, blah. But y'all really got to catch up today because this episode is a continuation from yesterday. The story in episode six was so good and so rich and had so many yummy details, okay, that we had to make it a (laughs) two-parter. So please, Please be sure to listen to episode six prior to this one so you can hop right in and already know the leads, okay? The leads are my good friend slash roommate, a few ancestors, and a psychic medium, (laughs) okay? We got characters, (laughs) but not like imaginary characters, not fictional characters. These are very real and integral to the path which I've discovered allows me to lead a life that feels like home to my soul. Which is why we tune into the compass every day, right? To settle into the practice of listening and following, to get us moving toward the places we're meant to go, the people we're meant to meet, and the person we are meant to become. A life that our soul recognizes as uniquely and distinctly our own. Today, we're talking about the fifth point of our compass, y'all, the ancestors. Remember, the ways in which our ancestors show up to guide us in our lives is entirely personal and unique to each of us. So in the previous episode, I shared my own story about guiding ancestors, which, if you'll recall, started with the recurrence of number 22, which led me to my grandmother's graveside and the understanding that she could still communicate with me which led me to a psychic medium because girl, what? What is happening? Somebody help me figure out why and how all this is happening without making me feel like something is wrong with me because absolutely I'm being mysteriously guided by loved ones who have already passed away. (laughs) Okay, so before my appointment with the medium, she instructed me to write down the names of three particular ancestors who I'd hoped would show up to our session and to keep the paper on my person during our session. So I wouldn't show her the paper nor tell her whose names I'd written down. I was just to know who I wanted to come through during the session. So the medium communicated with my cousin who she'd have no way of knowing that I'd written his name down, right? His words let me comfort, assuring me that He'd finally gotten past how he was killed and that he was okay now. 
The medium then communicated with an elder who she insisted was my grandmother and was trying to prove it because the elder was playing piano, but too bad for the medium because lady, my grandmother didn't play no piano, okay? <laughs> I don't know who this woman is, but please get her on her way so we can see if we'll get to at least one of the other ancestors I had written down. So before we moved on from the elder woman, the medium insisted, no, this is your grandmother. She then lifted her hands and mimicked, you know, uh, playing in the air a piano or so I thought. And she says, your grandmother said to keep at this. This will help you. And then finally, we got to the third person. The medium looks at someone I can't see, right, just to the right of me, um, to the side, just a few feet away. And she says, he's short round and he's playing a drum so let's dial in and pick up from there all right so just like that um he's short round and he's playing a drum i am again bawling my entire face off <laughs> do you hear me bawling my entire face off because i know exactly who this is this is my teacher my african dance teacher who is also a master drummer then she sits up a bit as though she's suddenly uncomfortable and she says, the drumming is getting louder. She says, are you, are you, are you traveling soon? Do you plan to travel soon? Nope. Well, he's telling you to travel. Uh, okay. He's telling you to travel. She's far more intense now. The roar of the drum that only she can hear is clearly too loud and strong for her comfort and she urges, still leaning forward, is there some place you want to travel to? And it's hard for me to even say it because I'm like, this is ridiculous, but it comes out for me as a question. Um, Africa? This woman, now stiff, instructs me, go to Africa. And my face must have said, girl, what? Because she presses. The drums are really loud. They're too loud. He wants you to go to Africa. And I'm like, well, like, I want me to go to Africa too, but how, Sway? <laughs> you know? But she says, do you hear me? He says, you have to go to Africa. Will you go? I'm like, yeah, okay. And she deflates just like that. As though he left in that instant, taking the power of the drum with him, severing its intense grip of her body. This was the second commitment that my beloved teacher would have me make. If you'll remember, the first was when the universe called me by way of that same intense type of drumming into his dance class and I watched mesmerized until the end of his class, then asked if I could take his class the following week, right? To which he responded, no. <laughs> he said I could take his class every week, but not just one week. In other words, he said I had to commit. But that was an easy commitment, right? It was a class at my college that I could add to my schedule. Simple, sensible. But how in the hell was I supposed to get to Africa, right? And what country am I going to exactly? And where would I stay? Who am I going with? Why am I going exactly? Just all the question, y'all, all of the questions. <laughs> now, this beloved teacher and master drummer, he taught uh, Congolese dance styles and rhythms or Central African dance and drum rhythms. To my knowledge, actually, he is solely responsible for bringing this style to the U.S. in the 70s. Anyway, he'd recently passed 
And although his family and extended family continued and still continue till this day to run his company and hold classes in that same building, I'd actually started taking West African dance classes, specifically Guinea dance classes at that same studio. Um, I was still very fresh to this style, very new. They're very different styles, y'all. Um, but I was now taking Guinea dance classes several times per week. So I'm fresh off this session with the psychic medium and I have a lot to process, all right? I heard from my cousin, from some strange lady who played the piano, and my beloved teacher who is telling me to go to Africa. Like it's around the corner and down the block. <laughs> like I can get there on foot, right? Or with a bus pass. Um, it's only a few days later after this session that I head to the Alice Art Center. Um, I head to my Guinea dance class as per usual. I take the stairs up to the third floor. I walk past the community board and table, which is always covered by various flyers and brochures for local events. I take my normal cursory glance at the flyers as I pass by, but this time I'm stopped in my tracks by the brochure of all brochures um, because it stands out and it has an image of my Guinea dance teacher captured midair in his signature Guinea dance move with the words, join us for dance camp in Guinea, West Africa, written above his photo, bold print. You guys, I am jaw drop stunned, okay? He says you have to go to Africa. The medium's voice replays in my head. Right here in my hand, inside of this brochure, really on the cover of the brochure, lies every answer to every question I had. The universe brought my attention to it right here on this community table. In one brochure that stood out among all the others, how, why, exactly where, and when I'd go to Africa. Feeling like you don't hear the calls from your compass clearly or often enough? Then maybe it's time for a reset. Join your fellow Jacks dreamers and masters to realign with your calls at delinadream.com. Details that were not just foreign to me a few moments ago, but seemingly so far out of reach, right? They're now in the palm of my hands. And I had very little time to get my coins together because takeoff was only a few months away. So I'd go to Guinea for two weeks. <laughs> We're just gonna fast forward this. I get there engulfing myself in the dance, in the rhythms, in the culture, in the food, the lifestyle, my new dance family um, who also traveled for the dance camp, my new Ghanaian family who was the family of my teacher who brought us all there. Um, and I'd visit again the following year, this time for an entire month. And I'd visit again the year after that, this time for six weeks. <laughs> My soul was so fed in Guinea, West Africa, y'all. Not once, not twice, but three years in a row. And my childhood dream, my childhood dream had finally been realized. When the dream made itself known to me, I was simply a young black and Filipino kid right who wanted to go to the motherlands of her family to africa and to the philippines 
but the five-point compass and my obedience to it led me to live inside of that dream, inside the dream of my soul. Like I took courses in French, I learned basic susu to better communicate with my newfound family and friends. I was taking better care of myself now. I was swapping those Long Islands and tequila sunrises for fresh ginger juice and hibiscus juice, <laughs> right? Um, well, not always, but a significant percent of the time, all right? But I'd found a reason to not just be sober more often, but to self-preserve, to live. I'd found the key, the lifeline that would seamlessly catalyze the emergence and evolution of the more fully expressed human that I was becoming. I wasn't just learning how to dance in these new styles. I was now learning how to be a better me. I was far more confident and curious and courageous in my tendency to declare what I wanted and to go for it, right? My desire to travel internationally, my willingness to self-express in ways unique to my background, to my interests, to my skill sets, my commitment to both discovering and evolving into the fullest expression of myself were all in motion. And all because I listened to the universe by way of the drum and started dancing. I paid attention to the universe's nudge by way of the number 22. And I listened to spirit who said, go visit Brooksy. And then I trusted my good friend's recommendation to book a session with her medium. I listened to the ancestors who communicated through the medium, right? Uh, I trusted what I hadn't yet named as my five-point compass, but was recognizing with less and less hesitance its ability to guide me forward. I trusted that inner guidance by way of the various points of the compass, which worked in tandem to get me to the places I was meant to go, the people I was meant to meet, and the person I was meant to become, the person I am so wholeheartedly today. And, right, let's not forget about the strange elder woman who showed up to my session. Y'all remember her, the one who played the piano? Well, I was telling my mother and father about that session, and as I'm so certainly telling the story of how somebody else's grandmother <laughs> showed up during my session, my father says, Mama played the organ at church. My face cracks. I had no idea. It really was my grandmother, Brooksy. And that she played piano it made her even more of a superwoman than I'd already known her to be. You guys, all three ancestors who I'd written down on the paper came through, literally, okay? So then I'm like, well, what about the whole piano gesture thing for me though? Like I understand it was her identifier, but the medium said that Brooksy wants me to know that I have to keep at this, that it will help me. My mom says, D, that gesture looks like you're typing. It's your writing. She's telling you to keep writing. <laughs> I'm about to cry again right now. Just like that, I'm bawling, okay, in front of my mother and father. If you haven't noticed, it's not real unless I'm crying, okay? Double Pisces, <laughs> cancer rising here. <sighs> that was three of three ancestors who had written down and showed up 
each one whose presence, once they'd made it known, brought me to ugly, snot-crying tears. First it was my cousin, okay? The second was my beloved dance teacher who would give me clear directions, despite not knowing the how, the when, the why of it. And the third ancestor being my grandmother. Her telling me to keep at writing, it resonated at the cellular level. So yeah, I would, in fact, go on to write and produce my first interdisciplinary play no less than two years after the session, for which I was granted $20,000 and various grants. Um, and I think I did some crowdsourcing uh, for that as well, but I sold out three of four shows on my first show. Y'all hear me? I earned two Isadora Duncan Award nominations, um, and this would cement me on my path of becoming a multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate, interdisciplinary artist who was well on her way to being any and everything her soul knew she was meant to become. My five-point compass, y'all, by way of the ancestors in this case, guided me to travel to one very specific place I was meant to go. And it led me to grow more fully into the person I was meant to become. And specifically in that phase, a more directed, heart-centered, emerging dancer and writer, right? And this experience is not unique to me. This seemingly magical yellow brick road that lights up every time you step forward, right? Like the Michael Jackson, Billie Jean video. <laughs> this, this path of deep knowing and rich living, and by rich, I mean full of meaningful connections, relationships, experiences where vibrancy and buoyancy and joy, fulfillment, connection, freedom are a part of our navigational pulse, it is available to each and every one of us. The more we tune into it and follow the compass, the more our lives will feel like they are authentically and deliciously ours. All the things that are meaningful to us are found when we follow, right? When we follow that compass, for it is with us and true for us at all times unequivocally, and its singular function is to what? Guide us ever forward. And sure, sometimes it takes a little time to get into the practice of tuning into it, and perhaps it takes some unlearning to recognize and trust the calls, and yes, it requires some courage, a sense of an empowered self to follow it, right? But once you do it just a few times, it becomes easier and easier. The more practice we have with it will also allow us to recognize areas in our lives that still need tending to, right? That need healing and grace because even though we'll hear the calls, we won't always have the capacity to be obedient to them. Because human, right? Because childhood trauma, because adult trauma, <laughs> because shame and guilt and fear and neglect and grief, right? But like anything, I want to reiterate, the more we practice at it, the easier, more natural, more second nature it becomes. <sighs> Y'all, I truly hope that these very personal and really private, frankly, stories 
um, that I've shared so far that something in them encourages you, inspires you to strengthen your own practice of dialing into and following your compass, right? Because each and every single one of us deserves to design, create, curate a life filled with rich relationships and experiences that please our soul. May each of us learn to trust our five-point compass to get us there. This podcast is produced by David Tam and made possible by the Kennedy Center's Office Hours program at The Reach. And remember, your opportunity to reset your compass is at delinadream.com. And the episode notes have your discount links for vitamins and front door rental car service.